Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Off Point with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. I'm CJ. All right, well, hope everybody had a great week. Um, another exciting week in football, uh, both NFL and college. Yeah. Things just don't make sense anymore. No, they don't. Especially in the NFL. We're just... Uh, I want to get that out of the way real quick. The NFL has been unpredictable. Teams winning that you think yeah, you're supposed to lose. It's, and it's like Ohio State versus Alabama every week. Either could win. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, real quick, like I said, just, just to get the NFL out of the way real quick. I mean, I love, you know, I love the NFL. Um so last week the Browns played Cincinnati, and after you know releasing Odell Beckham, they look like an amazing team. Like I don't know why they play so much better without him, but they just do. Um, so they played phenomenal, and then they come in this week against the Patriots, which I I really honestly thought they would have won, and they just got smacked around. They look horrible. So, but I did see that. I I really didn't see the game. Um, I saw a little bit there towards the end. I mean, the Browns just couldn't do anything. But it did look like uh, Baker Mayfield was out due to a knee injury. So, Chase Keenan really wasn't doing much. Um, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but your Cowboys, they played well. 43-3 to with Dan Quinn taking on his old team in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And that Cowboys defense was elite. Yeah, and this was after losing to the Broncos, the Broncos last week. So, I mean, that was – you didn't expect that. Um, and then we had a tie. Steelers. And uh, the Lions, the Lions, yeah, they had the, Lions, the Lions avoid going to 0 9. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, wait and way, but they, yeah, uh, so that was weird. I told you that I didn't realize there was there was a tie, like, like the NFL did a tie. I didn't, I just I didn't realize that. And I'm not the only one, Najee Harris, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, a player from uh. Detroit Lions also didn't realize that there was a that you can have a tie in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just uh, not used to seeing them. So that was no. that was weird. Um, speaking of the Steelers, how about the Steelers and the Bears last week? Oh, so yeah, it was handed that game. Yeah, that's unfortunate that they a game could be decided on, mm-hmm. on you know on an on an official's 
call yeah. call of a play because I, I believe they got two touchdowns. The the Steelers got two touchdowns off of penalties, and the Lions lost four points off of one. Yeah, that's not right. Or sorry, the Bears. The Bears lost four points. Right, off right. Of one. The Bears. But that taunting call. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I did. I did see the clip of that because I didn't watch the game, and I, I didn't. You know, I heard him talk about it all week, um, about the uh, intentional hip check there by the ref. So I did see it, and like I watched it over and over, and you could tell that he just kind of had this one, this little mm-hmm. slight little step back, and and right into. Uh, uh, oh shoot! What was that guy's name? Cassius um, Marsh. Yes. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. And then they want to go and find him. Mm-hmm. Almost $6,000. <laughs> I mean, to an NFL player, it really isn't much, but it, it it's, it's it's the principle. It's the point. That he really didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Some will say that, that roundhouse kick was a bit excessive, but come on. He's celebrating tackling the quarterback of his former team, uh, and, and it was and, a game winner. Yeah, and apparently it, this is this is a a little move, little kick move thing that he's been doing like his whole career. So it has, and I think it was the sideline that a lot of people, the little sideline talk that people are really talking about. But let's be honest, they didn't throw the flag until he was hip checked. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's exactly when it happened. Hip check, flag. Wow, it's unfortunate. And not only that, I did some reading into it. It's just the media's cover-up for something else that happened in the game. Oh, is that right? Bears offensive linemen on, I believe it was a touchdown play, was called for a low block to T.J. Watt. He never touched T.J. Watt. And if he did, the move is illegal. Wow. So that took a touchdown away. I believe on that I believe on that drive they went from their own seven to Pittsburgh's one yard line. So that's right. that's a lot of movement. That's a lot of field to cover. Oh yeah. And that set them back fifteen yards and they ended up having to settle for a field goal. Oh, yeah, that's messed up. That is yeah. messed up. And and the worst part of it is that it doesn't look like it's a, this is something that's going to get fixed. Like 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 there's no I I will say yeah. The NFL did ban touchdown celebrations for some time. Mm-hmm. And that has been lifted. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with like the taunting. It takes the fun. I, I, yeah, I think taunting. I think to a point, like you can't go and like grab somebody's like after a tackle or, uh, you know, a successful play or something, and just grab somebody by the face mask and like, you know, like mm-hmm. have some words or. Um, I mean, but th- there's certain ones where you're not you're not really hurting I mean, anybody. Yeah, trash talk still, is part of the game. Yes, trash talk, man. That and that it just helps. I mean, it's a, it's a, and a, a lot, and for me, I think that, and I, and a lot of people that, 
you know that that just it's an added amount of fun like you can be a good sportsman and and do some trash talking but in a mm-hmm. respectful way it, it can be done uh, so yeah i i think it's I, I don't know what they're doing to this sport anymore it's i mean how how, how, <laughs> how much closer are we going to get to where Let's just make this this flag football. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't do anything. Might as well just put flags on the guys and just grab their flag, throw it down, and then be done. Yep. I mean that's it's ridiculous. And that was a close game, twenty-seven to twenty-nine. Yeah. Steelers only win off of giving touchdowns. Right. That's. Not right. No, it's not, and it makes it makes it hard to watch that sport. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy the NFL. I don't get to watch a lot of games of it. You know, I I listen and you know I follow along with what's going on and stuff. But yes, I, I think they're just slowly diluting the game for me. Yeah, in a way that's just just taking the entertainment out of it. The value, I mean, entertainment value out of it. Hey, the football team, because, you know, that's a heck of a name, <laughs> defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. That's two two losses in a row for the Bucks. 29-19. Maybe the Bucks are needing Gronk. Or Antonio Brown. He's been out, too. Yeah. And he was just getting hot. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a Buck fan. Not really. I'm but, also not anti-Buck either. But, but I, I, I find it to be easier to see them win than the Patriots when Brady was there. <laughs> Speaking of the Patriots, oh yeah, we already talked about that. <laughs> the butt yeah. whooping the Browns took. That, that still just blows my mind. But yeah, crazy it's, week. Because the Ravens lost too, 22 to 10 against two. The Dolphins. Yeah. What the heck? I know. What is going on? The Bills are back, beating the Jets 45-17. to See, that, that makes sense. The Jaguars almost pulled it off against the Colts in a loss 17-23. to Keeping it close. And the Panthers have Cam Newton back. Super Cam is That's back. right. That's right. He took over for P.J. Walker in the game, winning or winning the game against the Arizona Cardinals at Arizona, thirty-four to ten. Yeah, well, Cardinals is also without their top quarterback, so that doesn't and help. top receiver, right? Doesn't help. But hey, you still beat what two weeks ago was the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Right. Oh, that's a big win for the Panthers. Who, at home. Who haven't been looking very well. They haven't been doing well at all. Um, you know, the same thing happened to Green Bay when they lost, mm-hmm. not having Rodgers. I mean, when you don't yeah, have your today. key ingredient, yeah, you know, things don't go well. Yeah, hey, Green Bay came back with Rodgers tonight and won 0-17 to 17 against the Seahawks. And I think that... Oh, they're missing Russell. Well, he played. That's right. He played. He, he is was back. He was back. 
He was bad. And he did not have a very good game. No, he I actually not. saw the, the stats on there. I mean, he threw less than uh, 200 passing yards. I think he had like two interceptions. Yep. So, yeah. And the Chiefs are beginning to look like the Chiefs again. As there's seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and they're beating the Raiders 14-41. to 41. Oh, wow. Well, good for them. Good for them. And the Broncos lost by nearly the same score they beat the Cowboys by, 30-13 to 13 against the Eagles. Yeah, those Eagles, they're surprising this year. Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20. to 20. Well, that's a shame. And the Saints just fell short of a victory against the Titans, 21-23. Yeah, how about them Titans? 8-2. 8-2. All right, well. Looking good, Vrabel. Yep, so, all right, well, that wraps up NFL. Now, let's get into college football. The number four, Ohio State Buckeyes. At home against Purdue. Yes, this the is spoiler a, makers. That's right. This is the game number three. The, the, the giant. This, yeah, that's right. They got the spoiler makers. Think, the giant killers. Mm -hmm. And think about this. Earlier in the season, Purdue beat number two, undefeated Iowa. Mm -hmm. Then, two weeks later, they beat number three, undefeated Michigan State. Yeah. This week they come in playing number four. All right. Five state Buckeyes who are a one loss. Two, three, four. I mean, you would think it just gets easier, right? Oh, you would think. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. In the first quarter, it was nearly the same score that Purdue had beaten Michigan State and Iowa by in 21-7. to That's right. This was a, this was a huge... Huge turn of events for, well, I shouldn't say huge turn of events. For Purdue I like it was. This, I, no, I'm talking about for Ohio State's offense. Yeah. It looked like they, they, they've they been struggling the last two games. In the red zone. In the red zone. Not um, so much this way. And, and really the defense kind of helped keeping them in the game because of that. Um, and having a great an outstanding kicker at Noah Ruggles. So it was nice that, that that he would that he was there um making those field goals when we needed them. So we knew coming into this if we weren't fixing the red zone plays and you know this could this could get ugly because we knew that Purdue offensively could sling the ball. Yeah. And and they did. But they weren't. But they weren't producing points. They were not. Um, you got to give it up. Give it up to our defense for, um, you know. I mean, they held them to seventeen points in the first half, mm -hmm. and they let them score almost another seventeen in the second. So, but that. Yeah. But I will say, at that point, we were probably integrating some seconds. So yeah, our the, our offense was just so explosive. That the first six drives that Ohio State had were touchdowns. With the seventh being a field goal. Field goal, right. So we've scored Ruggles. points pretty much 
almost, almost every every drive. Ohio one State punt, scored. I believe, in that game. I think there was one punt. Um, and it's funny because in the first half, they even noted, we've only seen their punter once, and that was to hold a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was It was a fun game to watch. Um, I, I know a lot of people get they, they like nail biters. They like, oh, you know, I really like the game when things are like it, really it close and stuff. But for me, I don't know. It's different. I like to feel comfortable. I want my team to go out and just be dominant. It depends. Like with the Cowboys, I like seeing some nail biters that they eventually just kind of take it away at the end. Yeah. It's like a 14-point difference. Or in this case with the Buckeyes, this is fun too because I didn't expect this. I, I think hardly I anyone expected Ohio State to run with it against Purdue. Yeah, it's Purdue. But yeah. look at what they've done to Michigan State and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Look what they did to us in 2018. Right. I didn't really expect this. Yeah. Um, well, I will say Made this. it all that more when, fun. When Purdue does upset Ohio State, it has been at Purdue. They haven't won a game at the shoe since like 1988, so that kind of says something. So it was it was nice that this was a home game. I think that helped out. Um, I think they came in uh, with a game plan and it didn't work. Ohio State really prepared. I think they really wanted to make a a statement. Um, <laughs> one, you know, in fixing things, mm-hmm. um, showing that you know Ohio State can be you know, what they look like in, uh, you know, mid-season. Akron. Akron. Rutgers. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah. We, you know, and and that's exactly what we look like. We just looked amazing. And that, and to me, that's that's why I get excited. It's fun. I just, I love watching the offense just, just go in there and annihilate and just make, you know, and shred the defense of another team. And of a team, a Purdue defense. Yeah. That up to this point was only averaging, allowing opponents like 16 points per game. Yeah. And, and, we put, and you know what? And how many points? George, did we Georgia's, hold on. Georgia's defense, on average, is only allowing 10 points per game. That's the difference. Two field goals or a touchdown and no PAT. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is good for the Buckeyes. Because we get a, a taste of that tough defense, mm-hmm. which we've got an even tougher defense. If if we get through our schedule, got two more games. The biggest. We win those two games, right? We win those two games. We could potentially be facing in the West a Wisconsin team, who is another team that has a, a really good defense. Oh, how the stars are aligning for the Buckeyes. As of now, that it, it's looking that way. So, uh, Wisconsin, they handled business. They did. They handled business. Um, 35-7 to seven against the Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah, not surprised there. Northwestern has been um, bad. I mean, they've been really bad. I mean, for playing them in the Big Ten championship last year. Yeah, yeah, they're a they're a roller coaster year after year. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. Uh, so, yeah, Badgers handle business there. Um, the Wolverines. They've got Minnesota on their struggled. schedule too. Uh, Minnes- wait, 
Um, so, yeah, the Wolverines at, at Penn State. Now, coming into this game, let me just say this, that I really thought that Penn State was going to win this. And, one, because I do think that Penn State's a good team. They are. They are a good team, and I thought that they have what it would take to beat Michigan. Like, I, I think that they, they just they had the potential. It was all there. I mean, it was close. I mean, I mean 20, 21-17. Who, who have they lost to? Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State, Illinois. I, I, I mean, that, that's some pretty good losses. Well, I don't know about the Illinois loss. A lot of people still think it. Illinois, at the same time, I mean, they're, they're, that, they're that team that could, obviously, they can upset somebody. They get one upset card a year. So, yeah, I, I mean, they shouldn't have lost Illinois. Let's put it that way. They shouldn't have lost Illinois. Um, I mean, it's not like Sean, they got blown and, out. And Sean Clifford, if he didn't go out in the Iowa game, yeah. I think Penn State would have won that. Quite so you take those. You take those two because they really should have beat Illinois. They could have. It's unfortunate. I mean, it is what it is. They if they played again the next day, they would have won. If they played again today, they would have won. If they played each other a week before, they would have won. I believe that. I believe that. So, I mean, you take those two away, I mean, th- this team could be uh, an 8-2 eight, an eight and two, an team. I mean, they would be looking a lot better at this point. It's unfortunate. I'm sorry, Penn State. I'm sorry. But I am glad to see that the Wolverines won. Um, but to my point, is that I really thought the Penn State was going to win this game and and and, and dilute um, the value of Michigan for mm-hmm. Ohio State. I just like I just I kind of had that feeling. I'm like you know because we wanted because I wanted Michigan State to stay undefeated. Yeah. And stinking Purdue ruined that. Yeah. So now now we're going to play Michigan State with a one loss. Which is still okay because I was glad to see the CFP put them, still keep them in the top 10. So I'm like, okay, all right. They're still going to be a top 10 team. Speaking of one loss, how about the one loss Crimson Tide versus the one loss, I'm um, sorry, I mean one win New Mexico State? Yeah, well, that's no surprise there. 59 to 3. Well, that's, yeah. Just uh, not New Mexico about State that. Aggies. Yeah. It's a pretty threatening team, I think. You know, they got that one win, you know. Oh, how Bama's schedule is just so tough. No one else could do this. Mm -hmm. Everyone else would have lost every game. Yeah, well, I told you the SEC does it right. You should should put a a cupcake cupcake team on the back end of your schedule. Not to mention, unless you're Bama... I'd say Florida, LSU, or Georgia. Yeah. I mean, with the exception of those four teams, the rest are just good, and they kill each other off yeah. at the end. I mean, it's like I'm not entirely opposed to running a gauntlet, like, you know, like Ohio State does. Like, our our back half of the season is like, it just seems like each game mm-hmm. is like even stronger than the mm-hmm. next, which, you know, just like in a video game. Mm-hmm. That, you know, every level is going to get harder and harder as you progress yep. through, and that's kind of like how our season is. Um, but if you think about it, with the SEC putting, the, you know, a couple cupcakes at the back end of their season, their guys aren't getting all – they're, they're not working as hard to beat these teams, so they're not getting beaten and battered in a but at the in, same in, time, in tough fights. Think then, about 
think about this. You need to impress the CFP. You do. And they're not around at the beginning of the season. They're around in the late season. Right. They were in they were they started right after Ohio State started their gauntlet. But if you win your games, here's the thing. There is that, but so look but look, as Bama Bama went, I mean, they, they got these cut these cupcakes at the end. So if they finish out, if they just finish out at, at you know, with a one loss, it doesn't matter who they play at the end. They're going in. Possibly already, not, but think about it. this. That one loss Ohio State team to Oregon. We kind of have to prove ourselves a little bit to get in and stay in. Well, as long as we win. It, I mean, it, we're only number four because Michigan State lost to Purdue. So let's just say that if if this past Saturday was Akron and then next week we play Tulsa and then the Michigan Simple, game, we're still, we're still going to get in. I mean, you should. Should, but at the same time. But now, now you've rolled through those two teams with no problem, and then you just play a tough one at the and end. And another thing is, like playing Penn State here towards the end, right before these Michigan State and Michigan games, you now have your issues to address that were that came from the Penn State game right before one against your big rival. Because you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we got no issues, very little to address, and then you drop a turd against your big-time rival because you didn't see any issues. Because you didn't address enough. Penn State, the Sparty, even Purdue and Nebraska, or Tess. Well, it works. It works for Alabama. It, you know. So I ask you this: Who has more magic champion, championships? You know, in the playoffs. In the playoff and, era. Or yeah, it's in the playoff era. Who's got more champions? Championships. Alabama. Alabama. They also have. Uh, a pass with the committee. Well, I mean, that, that, you try to take that element out of it. It's just, it, I'm just saying, I, I think it's a decent schedule formula to, but run, who to has, run by. Who has the more championships, period? Well, that's neither here nor there. That Because it, 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 it's different. I mean, I, 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 would, I would talk within the last six years since the CFP has started, this this seems to work. I would like to have health, strong, like you know, good, healthy guys at the end instead of beat up guys. I mean, it kind of showed last year. I mean, I know last year was a wonky year because of COVID, but you know, we played a tough game against Clemson. We had that, you know, in our last couple. Like I said, it was wonky, but I, we just kind of just looked exhausted whether it was mentally or physically we looked exhausted ohio state technically has 15 national championships with eight of those being claimed seven are unclaimed yeah because for quite some time we had like three national champions a year alabama however has but I do like how it, help, it it does help our argument as far as who have you played. You know, if there was a discussion on our resume to help us get in. So, again, like I said, it's like I'm not, you know, totally against the gauntlet run that we take at the 
back half of the season. Yeah. But just I think that there's a little something to it with Alabama playing cupcake there at the end. Well, there's no clear answer to Bama. They won't say. No. Not important. See? You see? Not important. They're hiding the truth. So I am excited to see how Ohio State plays against uh, Michigan State next week. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that. Um, but despite the 59-31 win that Ohio State has had over Purdue, allowing the 31 points in, it's one of those things that it doesn't seem like it's really an issue, but it is kind of an issue that our defense still allowed 31 points. Yeah. You know? It is, but at the same time. So it's like it's like they did a good job, and they really did, you know, they did well, but our offense, I just think, played so well because they play really good complementary football that our defense was allowed to be a little soft. In the end, Georgia is the best team in college football right now. And Ohio State, the Ohio State offense, led by C.J. Stroud, is their biggest concern. Our offense rivals their defense better than any other team. Well, I think that we've shown that our offense... I think we have shown that our offense, given that, that we can play against a tough defense, and that is Purdue something is supposed to, look to at. have a really good defense. Think about statistically. This. Yes, one of the best. Now think about this: if the CFP committee decides they're not going to put Ohio State in, and they're trying to put in the four best or the four most deserving teams, you're telling me that you are not putting in the offense that can right. The, the biggest threat to the number one team's defense, you're not going to put that offense in the playoffs? Then are you really getting the four best teams? I don't think there's a question whether Ohio State's getting in. Well, I know, but I'm saying, it, it, under the circumstance, they choose not to. I mean, how many years have we been like, oh, yeah, Ohio State's definitely getting in, and they don't? Well, I, I don't know. If I think it's very likely definitely. that we get in. Unless Oregon screws something up and loses out, and it just makes Ohio State look bad. I mean, I've said this several weeks ago. Several weeks ago, Ohio State wins out; they're in, and it's been should and it should and that's not going that's not going to change. You don't put them at four now, thinking that somebody's going to jump them just because, even if you know, even if they win all their games. Yeah, you're, you're in a four spot. You win the rest of your games. You're not going anywhere. There, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind. Ohio State went out, you're in. Bottom line. And I agree with that, but still just saying that, you know, in the circumstance that they do not, for whatever reason, that that is something to think about. Ohio State has the best offense to rival the number one Georgia's defense. and oh, you not, doubt. And you're not going to put them in the playoffs? Then do you really have the four best. 
Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, that that that's yeah, it's not a concern for me. It's I'm not. I'm not worried about it. It's at just all. a talking point. Um. Now, some other big stuff in college football. The Oklahoma Sooners. There we go. This is they, what I have been waiting for. They finally bite the dust. They I, are now a one loss. I think that they, for many weeks now, have been teetering on the ledge of a loss. And I knew with the, these last three games going Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, that one of those teams are, are good enough and a high capability of putting a loss on Oklahoma. I was really hoping it was going to be Baylor just to get it done early instead of stressing me not you know instead of stressing me out a little bit because I'm just I, I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for Oklahoma. I mean, if a Big 12 undefeated Big 12 goes undefeated, it's just going to add another element to mm-hmm. to the difficulty of of the CFP placing them in. Um, but I think they you, you wondered if they got it right putting them in 8 on the in, in, in week one mm-hmm. of the CFP pool, um, yeah, and and I think they kind of did. I mean, we we can question the CFP and what they do, and how they make their decisions. It may not seem right at the time, but it's almost like it's almost as if like they kind of expected the same, mm-hmm. you know. And now they didn't they, want to put them too high, right? And now that they got the loss, which. <laughs> They may end up with another one or two losses. Just put that out there right now. Um, so I think that they actually got it right. And now that Oklahoma has got the one loss, I think you can clear, clearly say, yeah, you're 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 not in. You're done. Big yeah. Twelve, forget about. You don't it. go from eight, lose, and still wiggle your way into the playoffs because you're going to drop is, after losing at eight. Yeah, and like I said, I I think they've got at least one more loss coming. Now, I want to put it like this. Oklahoma is sitting on a tree branch. I want to name all, all the teams on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Tulane, WCU, Nebraska, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Baylor all have a chainsaw in their hands. Mm-hmm. Baylor just got to it first. Baylor's chainsaw worked, and they were able to cut down the tree and take down Oklahoma. Or they just had the final buzz at the very end. Yeah, and they fin- did. And finished it the rest of the way. So, yeah. That that was, that was... That was... That made me happy when I saw that. And they've got Iowa State and Oklahoma State coming up next. That's what I'm saying. I think they could have, like, another loss in the works. Oklahoma State's good, too. Iowa State still. They started off... I mean, I'm not. Yeah, well, Iowa State's bad, not they've bad. They've fallen either. off I mean, since. Yeah, they're but not. I mean, they're not. Here's the thing. They're capable. Right. They're they're a team that has, very much has the potential to beat Oklahoma. So I'm saying they can have like they can win the or lose the next two. They could. Or at least one. I mean, I think Oklahoma yeah. State's got their a biggest much, much higher percentage than than Iowa, but yeah. I I'm going to agree with that. 
So I like I like what man. This is what's so exciting about college football because you can start right now. You can start seeing things just taking form mm-hmm. and falling into place, and stars start aligning. Um, you don't know how everything's going to work out for Ohio State, but things are doing. They're going well. We we made it through a hurdle. I, I I really do feel like I can breathe a little bit better knowing what I saw with the way they played Purdue. And now they just need to go. You know. And I'm get back to work. I'm, yeah, I'm not as worried about Sparty as much as some maybe because Sparty is a dead last in passing defense. Yeah, and and I, what I, does Ohio State do? No, they dominate in the passing game. Exactly. Right. So, what I saw offensively by Ohio State. I want to believe that they've made the steps to f- to fix the red zone issues because they didn't have any problem moving the ball. They don't have any problem moving the ball at all. No. But whether it was against Penn State or whether it was against Nebraska, I mean, they were getting getting chunk yards. But then you get down the red zone where you got a tight little field yeah. to work with. I feel like they they weren't relying on the run game, and they really, and I think that they showed that they can rely on that run game. You've got great backs. Mm-hmm. You've got a great offensive line. It it wouldn't take much just to scheme it up and and just punch it, just push it through. And I, they were doing that to Purdue, and it it, it worked. It was effective. Don't I, go away from that, Buckeyes. You got to mm-hmm. push. You got to push that run game. It's there. I think that our offensive line was a little shooken up last week against Nebraska. I don't know what what was going. I on. think they were because they just. Literally minutes before the game, they shifted their entire offensive line because um, Dewan Jones wasn't feeling very well before the game, so they pulled him. Yeah, they didn't have um, Miles Garrett either last week. It's Nebraska. I don't think he was there. Yeah. I don't think they had him. Um, yeah. Now... Wasn't gonna say. So yeah, that offensive line was pretty was pretty shook up, and I think that affected us because we just kept making adjustments. Yeah. To that O line, so I think that may have messed with it a little bit against Nebraska. Maybe. So that could be a little bit of an excuse for yeah. the Nebraska game, but hey, they came in, they were rolling. Against Purdue. And honestly, I was more scared to lose per- to Purdue than Nebraska. Yeah. Because Nebraska just can't finish. Right. It was crazy that that game was much closer against Nebraska than Purdue. Yeah, like I said, really. you know, Ohio State, I think they just, things were clicking offensively. It looked magnificent. Um, defensively. I think we did a lot of great things. I think the fact that we held them to 17 points, um, I would have liked to have kept it there. Ha- have either, yeah, either kept it there or maybe held them to a couple, more, just a, at least a couple field goals. Yeah, because then you're looking at 26, 59. Yep. I mean, <sighs> letting them get it away with a couple more touchdowns was it was. It hurts, but at the same time. 
we just kept scoring. But that's and, it. and at the end of the anything. day, that's what matters. And, I, and, and that's yeah, and that's is what that just you kept scored like they, more than them. They could not do. They had no answers. I mean, defensively, just like I said last week about Georgia, mm-hmm. all we had to do is score a field goal and hold them to nothing. Yeah, that's all we have to do. Right. It is simple as that, because it's true. Defense wins championships. Just about any offense. Just about any offense can score, but not just every defense can hold. Yeah, if our defense can do their job in holding Georgia or Oregon or Alabama, Cincinnati, Sparty, that team up north, um, Iowa, Wisconsin, whoever. If they can do their job, came from scoring, all we need is Noah Ruggles to put it in. Yeah. Um, real quick, we'll take a quick break, and we'll uh, continue this convo right after this. All right, we're back. Um so moving forward here on the Ohio State game, uh, so they've got film now yeah. to watch on the defense and and just continue. I mean, these kids are like, I mean, we we've, we've been saying this that they are young, they are learning, they, but it, they're they're playing well. They're playing at a very high level. Give them credit for being such a young team and playing at such a high level yeah. of football. As fans and expectations that we have Ohio State, we do give them a hard time. Um, so I know my end, I'm trying to be lenient. Um, you know, I, I do have expectations as well as everybody else that you want to see, but I'm not going to get angry when, when they do fall short in some areas. Cause you do, if you, you, you were seeing them progress each and every week, they're getting better. They're, they're fixing things. Remember penalty issues? Yeah. We didn't have any of those. Okay. I mean, we had your typicals. I call them your typicals. I mean, I mean we started like, that first half a little shaky, but we cleaned it up real right. quick. I mean, there Second was, half, sorry. There was uh, maybe a, a, a passing interference call, I, I think. There, there was um, There was one missed. An, an OPI on Purdue they missed. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about, like, on us. Yeah, Penalties that we made, I call them typicals because they are things you're going to have. Sometimes you're going to get a little little handsy on the or a false on your receiver. Um, I don't think we had any false starts. I know, but th- those are pretty typical ones. I say holding false starts are the most common. Holding, well, holding and false starts, these are the ones you want to stay away from. Those are self, to me, those yeah. are like really the self-inflicting. Mm-hmm. It, it can get hard when you're when you're running, when you're a, a, a safety or a corner and you're out there running with a, a receiver you, in, and you're, you're trying to do your thing. Sometimes, you know, hands get... Where they're not supposed to be, yeah. you you get a flag for it. It sucks, but it's it's the you know the the holding up front. You need to make sure you're not doing those. Yeah. The false starts, be still, you know. Um, so the self the really bad self inflicting ones that was causing some issues, they were cleaned up. The red zone offense, cleaned up. Okay, those things are fixed, and in our defense. Well, I, I still think it's been doing a, a fabulous job. <laughs> you know, they still allowed Purdue, but Purdue, Purdue's a, 
you know, they're going to put up points. I mean, if you look at their stats, I mean, they were the numbers, the numbers yeah. that they had on the total yards. It, it it's going to, I mean, think skew. It, yeah. It's going to skew um, our defensive stats. It is, but I do want you to think about this. Yeah, we allowed more points. We allowed Purdue to score more points than Iowa or Michigan State. But we didn't need to stop them as much as Sparty or Iowa did. Right. I still want to see a lockdown defense, though. I I completely agree. Because that game very but well Iowa, could have been 59-17. Mm-hmm. But, like, Iowa or Sparty both needed their defense to just put a stop to them. Yeah. Where Ohio State didn't need that as much. And I think, I mean, it's kind of thinking, like, um, the Wolverines, for example, at the end of the game against Penn State, they could have scored another touchdown. They were right there. Yeah. They didn't need to. I, w- I will say this. They could have. While the nerves were there going into this game, because because of the last two weeks, the way Ohio State played, yeah. struggled in red zone. Okay, that, that's kind of why. That was my fear. But going into this, I felt like this was a bad matchup for Purdue. And that Ohio State had it, all the potential to do exactly what they did. And I'm glad they did. I wanted them to just throw up points. Like, boom, 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 boom. And they did. And I think Michigan State is going to be the same. I, I think it's a bad matchup for Michigan State going up against Ohio State. I think we can do we can do we can do the same. I don't think Michigan Michigan State, their defense is probably about the same or a little less than Purdue's. Yeah. So and you've seen how we shred Especially in passing. We, sh- we shred Purdue's defense. Yeah. This was a top this, this was like a sixteenth best defense in the nation. If I'm right. I think that's I, I think that might be accurate. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Right. Now, real quick and then we'll let you get to uh your AP, right? CFP. Or the CFP. AP don't matter. AP. It it don't, but we don't have anything on the CFP yet. Not till, right. not till it, it is a bit Tuesday. dated, but Right. So Get to this real quick because, all right, um, I went to YouTube to watch the uh, Ryan Day post-game conference, okay? I didn't, I didn't get to see it um, after, the, after the game. So that's what I usually do, watch it on YouTube. Um, so I was curious as to what Jeff Brom's post-game conference was about, you know? What was his take on, on, the, on their loss? And so this was a seven-minute, a little over seven-minute video clip that they had on there. And for majority, <laughs> I would say half to, you know, almost three-quarters of the of the questions that they had asked, it was like they just kept, they kept asking questions that, like, revolved more around Ohio State. Now, Jeff Brom gave props. He gave a lot of props to Ohio State, you know, says that, you know, they're an elite program. They're the standard. And he's right. In the Big Ten, Ohio State is the standard. I mean, when you have more Big Ten championships than anybody. Yeah. So I just I found it amusing that instead of asking, and they did have some questions here and there about like, you right. know, about this player, about how your player, you know, how did you guys do? How did you guys yeah. well? 
it was like every question was was more about the Buckeyes than it was about Purdue. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll rephrase it because that may be inaccurate. More Big Ten championships since they started playing the game in t- 2013. Mm-hmm. That's when we have the, the most Big Ten championship. Right. But still. Yeah. I found that amusing. Here, you know, you yeah. did you get questions? I've seen a lot of, you know, Ryan, you know, Ohio State post-game conferences in – it's some others, and you know, as the question is, hey, you know, how do you think on this player? What do you think? And it's always like they're asking you questions about your team, and it was like these questions like revolved with answers going about how well Ohio State was. Oh, when you play <laughs> as well as Ohio State did, I mean, Ohio State played so well that at the same time you didn't really realize that Purdue put up thirty-one points. It's like, yeah, it was there on the scoreboard, but. Ohio State was just doing so well, you didn't really notice. Yeah. So, you know, when you do that well, I mean, I'm sure Akron's coach had very similar. Either that or it was like, look, how how are you going to fix the defense? How are you going to fix the offense to score more points? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, come on. When, when your opponent plays that well, you're going to get asked a bunch of questions. But, yeah, that is kind of funny hearing just how much they asked them about Ohio State. Right, it was like they had like no real interest on on Purdue and how they did. Yeah. But how, you know, it was almost as if they were asking an Ohio State coach. Yeah. Questions about the team so. Anyway, Potential that was kind Ohio of State funny. coach. Yeah, kind of funny. Um So, in quick side um, note, in case nobody knew that Jeff Brom was a quarterback for the uh, in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Not sure what the team was, but he was a quarterback. Um, How do they? Uh, they almost look like a Jaguars out there. Yeah, he had uh, teal. Um, that was the team that he played against. That's right. That that, that yeah. was. He was yeah. in. He, yeah, their colors looked more like Falcons. He? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been the XFL of uh, the early 2000s when it came out. The original. Yeah. Yeah. Not the so second like try 20, or yeah. Yeah, the right. upcoming. Yeah, it was about 20 years ago. Yeah. Not the second try one, and not the rocks. <laughs> Right. Which is coming. Right. Um which one question I still have for Ohio State is what about Shout in the running? Yeah, yeah. If he wanted to run, he'd he'd be the running back. He's past his brilliant. Well guess what? You're an Ohio State quarterback. That's half your job. You don't want to run, go to Akron. No, 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 no. I, I disagree. I mean, here's the thing. I think it's it's situational. I think the running is situational, and I think he did not have to run at all in this no. game against Purdue. And he he did. You can't question. I I think we need to just stop questioning him running. I think this is that will be something that as he progresses and grows um, in his position. That as he's seeing these things while he's out there, I think eventually he will pick up on, I've got guys covered, there's a bunch of green in front of me, I'm going to go nab up seven or eight yards real quick. I, I, I think that'll come. I don't think he will. I, I, think, I think that'll come. I think it, when, the time, when, the, when the time's right, I think he'll take the ball and go. But otherwise, he's, he's going to... He he's got guy. He knows what the the talent level that he has out there on the field. 
So I think he keeps his eyes on it. He's not, he did a really good job. I mean, he didn't have any interceptions. Nope. I mean, he was throwing spot on. And he was, and I think that he made a statement saying, look, I don't need to run. This is why I'm He doesn't not need running. to. He does not need to. But he needs to remember when discussing it that he is an Ohio State quarterback. And the fans, unless our next four or five quarterbacks don't run, are going to continue to ask this question. See, and that hasn't always... Craig Krenzel wasn't a runner. No, he wasn't. But look. You, look at the past I, I don't think decade. That, right. Well, and here's, here's the thing. It's the I don't, I don't think it's something that we're saying you need to be able to run. It's an expectation. I think... Well, I think I think fans are are expecting it. This is what, and as this is Urban Meyer's fault for bringing in these running quarterbacks, or bringing yeah, bringing in these quarterbacks Not and having mention, them having them run half he's the plays. He's following up Justin Fields. So, yeah, then yeah, and Justin Fields played baseball, so you're going to he he is a completely different person, and and he didn't always run either. Um, Dwayne Haskins never always ran either. But he did, he, when, he he did when he needed to, and that's what I'm saying. I think it will it will grow as he grows. He will develop. It's, it, it's like uh, gaining experience points to to increase to the next level, and that's what he's doing. He's going to gain these experience points. He's going to increase to the next level, and then he's going to add the new that new element to where I will burst a run and get eight nine maybe pick up a first down I mean, or something. I hope he gets better at running because he did run in this Purdue game. Once, yeah, and he ran to the side. You're not going to pick up yards running sideways. It's as stupid as passing to the side. Yeah, that might work, but no, someone's probably going to come tackle you behind the line. Um, not necessarily, you know. But and we, he we, got we, tackled we, behind the line. He just ran sideways. He yeah. ran straight to I want to say Jeff Brawl. No, you don't want to pick up yards heading towards the sideline. Well, I, I, I'm not sure what play that forward. was. Yeah, I'm not sure what play I that was. I think it was a broken pass play. So, But, uh, but I mean, he you, picked up the run. Have... He wasn't holding the ball like he was still going to pass. He was full run. You're not going to pick up yards going to the side. I hate to break it to you. Well, did he have linemen in front of him? It's not going to no, do you, it's not gonna do you any bit. good if, if you've got linemen coming in front of you. I'm not sure what he saw. And, and like I said, I'm not sure what play that was. From the camera I don't view, know what he saw. He needed to go diagonal. Once he decided to run, and he would have picked up some yards instead of losing one or two on that play. Maybe. So he doesn't need to learn to run better, even if he doesn't intend on running in the future. That's so. fine. That is his choice. He's the quarterback. If he doesn't want to run, he doesn't have to run. Yeah. But, I just think we need to cut the guy some slack as far as the running goes. Let the man go out there and do be exactly do what he does. I agree. But it, it would. I mean, I, I think that the, the whole point is, and a lot of us say this is that we're not expecting you to go out there and, and have, you know, 10 or 12 designed runs, run plays. That's not what we're saying. We're just like when the opportunity presents itself, you got your guys covered, you see a patch of green, go grab three or four yards. You know, it, more, get, just gaining some yards is better than trying to make a play and having to throw it away because you can't. You know, yeah. when you could have picked up a few yards on your feet, and that can make a big difference, just gaining a few extra yards. That's all we're saying, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm just going to just leave it to him gaining the experience on the field, and eventually he's going to hit that next level, add it to his arsenal, and you know, 
we'll see him back next year, and who knows what he'll do. So, but he's doing fine. I mean, he's a he's he a gun, he's a gunslinger. I I completely agree, but I do think he's got the talent. That if he's not going to run, he needs to address those questions better, rather than sounding like he's annoyed. Hmm. Well, because yeah, it gets annoying. He, he might be annoyed, but at the same time, you're talking to the press. And you're a public figure now. You need to watch yourself. I mean, just look at Aaron Rodgers what happened when he addressed the press. Now they're upset. Yeah, well, you can't please everybody. So what do you got you on can't. the what do you got on the polls, buddy? All right. Looking at the important poll. That would be the CFB. And we've got, at number one, as expected, Georgia. Which, again, these really don't matter much anymore because of yesterday's games. Yeah. But, hey. Things will change. Things will shift. You got the Crimson Tide at number two, the Ducks at three, the Buckeyes at four, the Bearcats moving up to five. Didn't see that coming. And for whatever reason, they got the Wolverines at six. And at seven, the team that beat the Wolverines, Sparty, at seven. Yeah. Where's your that, yeah, the loss of this team? They have to be yeah, in front of you. That, that doesn't make sense. They want to. They want to apply um, certain rules to, to certain they wanna, teams. Yeah, right. They want to apply head-to-head uh, matters on the Oregon Ohio State games, but it doesn't matter when it's the Wolverines and and Spartans. So, um, if if the the committee has shown one thing that they are very transparent in the fact that they don't care. They'll go on to do what they want anyway. So, mm-hmm. continue on. Then you got the Sooners at eight. They'll fall. Um, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish at number nine. Ten would be the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And number 11, you got the Texas a Maggies. Hey, why aren't they closer to Bama if they beat them? I understand that's another loss, but they beat Bama. Why aren't they more up there? Bama's so good, and they're better than Bama. Just saying. Then you got Wake Forest at number 12, Baylor at 13, BYU still hanging in there at 14, Ole Miss at 15, 16, NC State, 17, Auburn, 18, Wisconsin, 19, the spoiler maker as well, not anymore. Number 20, Iowa, 21, Pitt at 23, or sorry, 22, you got San Diego State. At 23, you have UTSA. At 24, you got Utah and Arkansas at 25. That's this past week's CFP rankings. All right, well, there you go. Like how they snuck up. Arkansas in there. Now, one thing I want to note from today is that AP pool, I believe. Maybe. Well, they got it a little bit different in the top 10. Just addressing the top 10. I do want to make sure this is the right week. I think it is. Which to me, I, I think it makes a little more little more sense. With the way they have it. Obviously, things are going to change and shift after this week. 
In the AP poll, they've got Georgia at one. They've moved Bama to two, dropping Cincinnati to three. Oregon at four. Ohio State on the outside at five. Notre Dame up to six. Wow. Sparty rightfully at seven with the Wolverines right behind him at eight. Yeah. Oklahoma State at nine. Ole Miss at ten. And then you got Baylor in front of Oklahoma, which is logical. Yeah. 11 and 12. Okay. UTSA is much further up there as well as Houston. Then you got Wisconsin right behind Iowa, 18 and 19. Just some of the more notable ones. Right. Okay. So that don't look too bad. Sucks if you're Cincinnati, though. Yeah. Um, folks, if you're Ohio State, you, you you want, I mean, we got Oklahoma, you wanted them to lose. That happened. That could, That's a factor that could be removed. The next factor is going to have to be Georgia and Alabama. You're going to want uh, Georgia to win that. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama, their second loss. Should be done. And then I, yeah, I can't. I really at that point, that puts see. Ohio State at three with Oregon up to two. Yeah, with the CFP. Right. Um, and should put Cincinnati at four, logically, because Ohio State would beat the next two behind them Wolverines and Sparty in that case. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this I mean this could work out really well with Poor, if, if Georgia beats Bama, mm-hmm. Bama drops down. They're going to drop out of the four yeah. anyway. So then that and, and that you just, get, that makes the room for everybody else yeah. in the four to move up one spot. And you get two revenge games in that playoff scenario. You get two Cincinnati revenge, yes. coming after revenge for Georgia last year. Yeah, and then. Ohio State coming at Oregon for week two. That, that'll be and great. And then, ideally, you'll get Ohio State and Georgia in the national championship. I think that's what everyone would predict. Yeah. Georgia, most definitely, I'd say. And, well, there you go. You got number one defense, number one offense. It's going to suck when Georgia has the ball. <laughs> um. And another scenario you could have would be Cincinnati and Ohio State. All right? Which it's the again, Ohio champion. That would, be, that would be fun. It's too. the Ohio championship, and it's time for Ohio State to shut Cincinnati up. Yeah, that would be a fun game. Ah, poor Fickle. Right. Um, or one last scenario you'd have with those playoffs would be Georgia and Oregon, which would suck for Ohio State fans. Yeah, I think sure that last, is the last the time Ohio State faced the Bearcats. I think they only had like three points. They they did. <laughs> oh. It was like forty something. I think it was forty two to three. Now that was a different Bearcat team a little bit. Right. Yeah. They've, they've come a long way since then. Um. Like that was at the beginning of Ritter, I, I believe, or Ryder. Um. I do think Oregon and Georgia might be the most boring one because you got Cincinnati and Ohio State. That's an interstate matchup. Right there, not to mention, it's these freaking underdogs in Cincinnati and Ohio State that has been working so hard over the course of the season to get in there because they're lost to Oregon. And then you've got 
in that other scenario, Ohio State, Georgia, which is just really what most everybody's betting on right now. Yeah, I agree. And will be the best, number one offense, number one defense. So I do think Oregon, Georgia would be the worst outcome of that. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Another uh, round of college football in the books. Looking forward to looking forward to next week. Um, everybody, stay safe out there. Enjoy your week. We'll be back next week um, to chat it up again on all the fun stuff that goes on and college and NFL. We out. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?